Blog Talk Radio. NYPA, it's time to sort the show, so search for the squad and listen out for the promo with the West Wild Spitter, send his weather to a show home. Collins Oak, coverage on the corner, make it unfold. Five o'clock, who gives a damn with your man and say we spitting live wireless, leave him shot with the gamma rate. Ain't no runner up, cause it ain't nothing close to the candidate. I block the deep and you draw like Japanese anime, it's just us and the rest. News off the hottest press, dope from the boogie down, Kyle Holton, Philly West, repping with the legends, classic in the future. Second politics, sports segment, live phone, call up a question, it's the NYPA, 95 Connection, real people, ain't no stripping, cute call for directions, just team on the grind, time till it's all perfection, throw it past the satellite so you can catch perception, so touch ground with us, we kill challenges, a murder it for every number on your calendars, from west to the boogie down, they greyhound in this, we google spot, anchor podcast pockets, this. YPA Entertainment Radio live here on Block Talk Network. It's your boy KG broadcasting live from the NYPA studios in West Philadelphia, the University City area. Uh, thank you for joining me today. Normally, now, you know, I was Happy New Year, but I got a rule after like the third or fourth day, I stopped saying Happy New Year because it's not so new. It's just like three, three to four days in, you know. First day, maybe the second day, and I do all like, all right, we get it, it's New Year's. So, but nevertheless, Happy New Year, everyone. Um, thank you for joining me. Miss you guys. I'm glad to back up live here. Uh, I got a lot of things to get into, a lot of stuff um, that I want to discuss and blah, 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 so forth and so on. Uh, with the new year, of course, it's a brand new month with a brand new music playlist. Now, the music playlist, I've been working on this playlist since, like, November. Uh, so it's like a... January slash February uh, music playlist. So, like I said, since we are, you know, starting to show late, like kind of mid-January, usually like the late January 8th, I figure it would be kind of weird to, in like another, what's that, two weeks or so to change over to another uh, music playlist. And February is a short month. I combine the two together. So this is going to ride through February. And then on March 5th, Sunday, March 5th, a brand new, whole new playlist. Um, normally in the month of March, I usually do all female playlists of all genres, past and present, and on a Women's History Month. Uh, so a lot of some of the, some of the female uh, artists that are on this list may slide on over to the March one, but the majority of March will be all the spanking brand new in honor of, of Women's History Month in the month of March. So you know, that's how I'd figure let y'all guys know about that. Uh, but I think you really going to like uh, the new music playlist. Like I said, I've been working on it since November. So I just really, you know, just kind of changed it, tweaked it, added to some things away. And I don't know why I just, I figured I got to come in with the new years with some bangers and, and so forth and so on. So I'm pretty much excited about that. Um, now today for this uh, particular episode, um, I will, I'm going to play a little catch up so to speak, like talk about the last couple of weeks after we aired, you know, our show, the last show of 2022, and then the first couple of weeks of 2023. So I'm kind of backtracking some things 
and some current and some current stuff has happened recently. I'll discuss and so forth and so on. Kind of play a little catch up and give um, give everyone like my point of view and and so forth and so on. So I'm excited about that. And then later on in the program, I got some stuff to give you updates on for 2023. Uh, so let's get started. Now I wanna I kind of wanna start on a sad note or nothing like that, but I gotta acknowledge it. Forgive me if I miss mentioning people's names. Uh, last couple of weeks, even till this very week, we have lost a lot of legends in their own right, in their own different genre of pop culture. Um, starting late 22, early this year, well, so early 2023, um, like Barbara Walters uh, over on the holidays, who I used to work with Barbara Walters uh, years ago in the early 2000s when she was like the executive producer of the Yalen Van Zant show. A uh, very intimidating woman, stern, very like business. Like she was about her business. Say hi, she give you a nod, if that. But you know, but she broke a lot of doors now for a lot of uh, female journalists that are no matter what race or color or creed. She opened that door for female journalists. Um, lost recently, three six Mafia's Gangsta Boo. Uh, I think New Year's Day. Uh, we lost recently Presley. Just lost Evil uh, Robbie Knievel, which Evil Knievel's son, Daredevil. Like every like people, whatever type of pop culture, genre pop culture, we like lo- was like a lot of people have been passed away, whether young, old or what have you, and I know I'm missing a few others. Uh, my deepest condolences to their family and and fans and friends and so forth. Uh which is a lot. Anita Pointer of the Pointer Sisters. Uh it's just a, a lot all came at the same time, um, around like Christmas through New Year's, even up to this very week. It was just out of nowhere. Like it seemed like Every other day, or at least once or twice a week, uh, you had, you know, someone of, you know, in the industry, whether music, entertainment, sports, or what have you, um, pass away. You know, just randomly, whether no matter what, like, what this is, you know, like Lisa Marie was this week also, which is out of nowhere, and um, young age of fifty four, Lisa Marie Presley, that's just give full name. Uh, so it's it's, it's kind of it's, it's it's crazy, uh, but condolences. Uh, to all of them, the family, friends, and, you know, I just want to acknowledge that, as I always do uh, on this show uh, every week, if someone in the industry have passed away. All right, let's get started, lighten the mood up a little bit. I figure I'm getting to this one. So Wiz Khalifa thinks he would have a fun versus against Lil Wayne. So Wiz Khalifa has revealed that he would love to go toe-to-toe with Lil Wayne in a versus battle. Uh, in a recent interview, uh, in a recent interview, late in late December, Khalifa named Wayne as an ideal versus opponent, though his reasons were based more on the performance than the competition aspect. Quote, I think, quote, I think that would be fun, yeah, because Wayne is a really dope performer. The T- Taylor Gang CEO said, "Me and him going back and forth performing bangers. Uh, that that should be hard. And we we both smoke hella weed. I think that will be more of a concert than a versus." Um, Wayne himself has recently asked about who he could see his enti- uh, entire Young Money roster and the versus ring with. He named Jeezy's Rockefeller quote. I would say the best competition I would have to go with the Rockefeller Wayne answered, uh, Jay Z the homie. During the same interview, Wayne called Hove the greatest rapper ever and compared him to the seven time Super Bowl champion Tom Brady. The greatest rapper of all time is Sean Jay Z Carter, uh Lil Wayne said. When you when you do his 
when you do this rapping thing, obviously, like football, every sport is different. We play ho- you play hockey. I'm sure that they got something that they only know about, something that they probably can't explain, but only they know. That rap thing, the that we only know in rap, he has that. He's a Tom Brady of that. While the versus battle may not be on the agenda just yet, Wiz Khalifa is busy with other business ventures. Returning to the silver screen for the first time in over a decade, uh, a preview of the Weedem Boys, Robert's uh, portrayal of George Clinton, and the forthcoming film Spinning Gold was released last week or two weeks ago. Uh, set to hit theaters in March 2023, Spinning Gold uh, docu- uh, documents the rise of Casablanca Records in the 1970s, which has which has home to which was home, excuse me, which is home to Clinton Parliament Funkadelic, as well as Donna Summers, Gladys Knight, and the Isley Brothers, and more. With also recently signed 25 college athletes to endorsement deals with his Taylor Gang Entertainment imprint, making making for one of the first NIL name, image, and likeness deals by a music label. All right, lots to unpack there in this in this joint here. All right, so. I wouldn't be a big fan of this particular versus. I'm not a, like a Wiz Khalifa fan at all. Uh, I just became kind of into Wayne this a few years ago. It took me a minute to get there, but I, it was like a slow crawl to get to Lil Wayne. Uh, but I kind of dig some of the stuff. So I would say that's a pass. That's a hard pass for me. But I know a lot of people probably would like that because a lot of people are Wiz Khalifa fans, and and that's cool. But I, that that's not for me. Um, at the end of the day, I would rather have Lil Wayne go up against someone else. Or if you want to do the Young Money against the Rockefeller Center, I think that's that's great also. For me, I think that would be great for me to watch. But I think a lot of people wouldn't mind the Wiz Khalifa, um, Lil Wayne uh, versus type thing. Uh, you know, I don't know what Smoke a Hell of Weed got to do with performing, but, hey, whatever gets you out there on the stage, get out there on the stage. And uh, But I wouldn't be watching that, John. Um, in terms of the greatest MC of all time, I mean, that's – at the end of the day, you know, he even said that's his homie, so we're going to big up his homie. And I think Jay's up there, but it's hard to gauge that. Um, and it's, that's in any genre, whether it's movies, whether it's films, whether it's sports. To say someone's of all time, I, I as I got older, I'm like, time is endless, meaning I might not, you may not, we may not see who's going to be great in our lifetime, but someone will come along and surpass that in some shape or form. Um, is he up there as one of the top notch? Hell yeah. He, I think he's number one on everyone's um, Mount Rushmore's. As you put the Mount Rushmore, the top four people put him or whatever, whatever, whatever. Some may say Biggie, some may say Pop, whoever. It depends on the individual. Um, and you got to break down are you going off of lyrics? Are you going off of album sales? Are you going off of concerts? Are you going off of swag or, you know, the culture or whatever? Uh, it, it's a lot of categories to. If you want to, I say, in my opinion, in terms of hip hop in particular, as we talk about Jay Z, what makes you name him that, and so forth. So um, he's up there uh, of all time. Eh, I don't know, but he's up there. I think a great versus. I still want. I still want more of the heavy hitters. A little more of the heavy hitters. I'm still waiting on the um, Jermaine Dupree, <clears throat> excuse me, and the Diddy John. I wait for that. I wait for that to happen. Um, so hopefully within this year, hope soon the Dupree and, and uh, Diddy versus happen. I think that's going to be awesome if they do it right. That's always the key thing. You got to do it right. You have to do that right. Uh, but Wiz Khalifa and Lil Wayne, 
Y'all can watch that. Nah, nah. If it's a win against somebody else, depending who it is, maybe a little win against Buster, that would probably be nice. I ain't going to lie. But let's believe I'm not a fan of his, so y'all enjoy that and, and tell me how it was, and that's how I'm leave it. So, you know, there's that. Um, you know what? I feel like hearing some music. I'm talking about music. So, all right, everybody, so sit back, relax. I'm going to jump into some music. When we come back, I've still got a lot more things to get into. Uh, so stick around. Wait a minute. Trying to get this. Okay. I've been going for a couple of weeks, y'all. I'm trying to get my equipment. I also got an attitude. All right. So stick around. I'll be right back. NYPA Entertainment Radio. Let my mic take a cruise around the planet Packing men like Janet Jackson She's asking if I can slam it I'm Yo, yo, rat man, man What the fuck, man? Get the fuck off that punk smooth shit, man Get with that rough shit, man You know how we do Mic check I walk around the street with the black tech now by the waistline, picking out hype shit. I never claim to be the best type of rapper, but have to show the motherfuckers what I'm after. I'm after the gold, and after that the platinum. Be faster that hurricane, keep back the gap, son. Sugar bang bang, don't bust the slang with my name. It's the red man on the funk thing. Sight your motherfucking right the night the night. To do what I wanna do, to do it like dynamite. The work perfected when the funk been injected. I roughen up the rough grass. To like make your head split huh? Past the 40 and the blunt And don't front on the block Cause when you do front Brother you get the start I'm not an addict More like Puff the Magic Then pass it when I'm through Cause my crew got to have it I don't claim to be a big rap star Cause no matter who you are You still catch a bullet star So listen up and take heed to what I'm saying Cause tonight's the night And me and my niggas ain't playing You wanna see me get cool, please Save it for the breeze, cause the lyrics and tracks Make me funky like how to cheese Fuck the smooth shit, I get down with the boom Built like you tip, I kick more styles than blue shoes But tonight, tonight, what I write tonight Is type of funk with the flavor like Mike and Knight Hanging out with my niggas, my niggas The pistol posse, keep their fingers on the triggers I keep the 40 between my lap cooling, rolling down the highway. Rucks to some pumps cause it's Friday. Roll over to pick my boys up. We raise a lot of noise cause we can do that black. To get the Bozak, Jack, we never. I do the type of evil that men do. Like cursing out my window at a bitch in the French too. So turn the volume up a notch and watch the boom. Make your speakers pop That's the fault when it pumps It makes you rump Jump, 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 jump But if you wanna see a fly but frantic Cool romantic, more slicker than my man Rick You better check the yellow pages Under smooth shit Cause red ain't down for the bullshit Niggas fucked up, I let me make an album How come To get on the mic and let my fucking style run Thank you. 
expand my hand to the mic and let my mouth kick the flim flam. I get sex, I get wrecked, up puff mad blunt. I get vexed, I break neck, punch, I go punch. Huh? Yo, yo, fuck it, yo, turn this shit off, man.
what up, yo? I be the Superman lover. I'm about five minutes right out your baby mother. I'm still broke, still gutter. Hit both chicks, baby bitch, like both brothers that rob a bank teller. I'm sorta like old yeller. Call me for trouble. I got chopped for bullets that spray out the umbrella. I'm in fan boy, the Doc Bigelow, the man whore. Got Miss Incredible and Catwoman on Amcord. When your neighborhood or city in the drought, fuck a boat. I can fly there, 300 an ounce. Re up my account, wear a do rag and I don't got waves. I only got haze pumping out the back cave. So when I'm flying through your hood, it's a hit, nigga. It's a Bella. I need that sour diesel quick, nigga. Off a Superman lover online free. Well, who the fuck is my name? What up, G? They're trying to lock me up, G. I can't do time cause my time is money. Uh-huh. I just came from court for a bullshit job. They're trying to do me like kids. Throw me behind bars. What I'm going to do? Fuck that. I'm coming with a gun like Willis so you can feel drumming. I creep in when the lights out. Sneaking to get you out. No jacks on my ears to tell me what you're wearing about. CO's are am out. Sneaking through the West Wing. Laundry mat, duffel bag. Thinking of the next scene. But I'm in the East. Damn, my shit broke. Hurry up, nigga. This water looks pretty. Hey, yo, hold tight for me. I'm already in. Okay. I'm in the kitchen corridor, climbing up the bed. I'm hot for hurricane. It might take me a while. But when I get you, we gon' roll like Mickey I'll be and Mal.
YPA Entertainment Radio live here on Blog Talk. Remember, you can catch this show live every Sunday from 5 p.m. to 7 p.m. If not, you're a little too busy on a Sunday between the hours of 5 and 7. They don't even worry about that. You can always go on uh, Blog Talk in the archives and on demand download this episode and others. Um, I'm sure you caught a lot of the best ofs from this from this past year and, and beyond. And if you didn't catch it on Blog Talk, it is iTunes, it's Anchor, Spotify, iHeart, Amazon, and so forth and so on. Uh, so you always can get your NYPA fix if we're not around or if it's, you already heard this week's episode, you want to just get through the rest of the week, go on demand. Go into the archives and revisit some of our uh, great episodes that we have put on in 2022 and beyond that. Uh, so appreciate y'all. All right, moving on. Now, this is something interesting I came across. Um, legendary singer Bob Dylan uh, says he's a, quote, fan of rappers, including Eminem and the Wu-Tang Clan. Those who about Bob Dylan's been around for, for years. The songwriter says in a, new, uh, in a new interview that he's a fan of anybody with a feeling for words and language, and that includes the rapper and legendary hip hop group Wu Tang, Bob Dylan, which I eventually I do kind of want to down the line put a, some Bob Dylan tracks in it. Y'all don't know who Bob Dylan is? He's one of the great ones. Go Google him, some YouTube, a lot of great music. The original Gone to November, that's him. That's why Clubs is in. Anyway, um, Bob Dylan has uh, has shared some hip hop artists of whom he considered himself a fan. Bob Dylan is 81 years old. Uh, in particular, uh, Eminem. So in the beginning, we're talking about Eminem. Excuse me. <coughs> that he really, he really, he hadn't really listened to Eminem, who was topping the charts at the time when he first came out. Um, when he did "Without Me," the rapper, uh, the rapper, he gave the rapper some balloons that say flowers. Those, um, but what changed was the fact that he felt as though that. Any, if anything is controversial, the guy's got to be doing something right, meaning Eminem. That's like the gist of it. it was like he changed his mind. First, he wasn't into it, wasn't listening to it, but Eminem was just so controversial, and the people wasn't liking it. And Bob Dylan, in his time, <coughs> excuse me, said some quote unquote impossible, controversial things against uh, things about supporting the civil rights war and all that stuff. So he's saying if if it's controversial, he's doing something right. Um, and while Dylan changed his tune about Eminem in a recent interview, um, praising a rapper alongside Wu-Tang Clan, he also said that hip-hop musicians make music for the establishment. Quote, he, uh, who is going to write standards today? The 10-time Grammy Award win- winner asked, a rap artist, a rap artist, a hip-hop, a, rap, a rock star, a raver, a sampling expert, a pop singer, that's music for the establishment. It's easy listening. He continued. It's just parodies. Real parodies. Real life goes through the motions. Puts on an act. It's a computer model. His favorite genre of music, um, Dylan said, is a combination of everything: hip hop, the rock and roll, and the whole nine. Um, with Wu Tang, he just loves the uh, collectiveness of different how they come together, and then the different 
how each artist have their own type of flow. Each artist is a little bit different, and they stand out and so forth, and and it's something that he kind of likes. It's, it's, it's different. It's a different flow with them because you got Matt, you got Ghostface or whatever. So that's kind of cool to hear Bob Dylan listen to a bit of hip-hop and listen to a little bit of Wu-Tang and a little bit of Eminem and, and so forth and kind of break down why he likes it and everything. So that That's cool. You never know who's listening to whatever. Whatever type of music, you never know who's watching whatever type of movies or TV shows or podcasts even. You just you never know who's a fan of what. And that's kind of cool to, to hear that because it's not everyone of a certain culture can like a certain type of genre of music. It's not how that goes. Music is music. If you love it, you love it. Like, you hear my playlist, I played all types of stuff. You want to hear it on this this month's playlist, all types of genres from different, everyone, from whatever, because I love music in general. Um, so it, it's the whole stigma of, oh, only this culture likes it, because, or this race likes it, or this culture likes this, or this whatever. It shouldn't matter. If it's good, it's good. If it's bad, it's bad. It's just, it doesn't matter. You don't have to be a, a male or female or this race or that race. If the movie or the TV show or the music is good, why not? You know what I'm saying? Just you, you love it. Good is good. You can't walk away from good music. You know what I'm saying? If it's good, no matter who you are, somebody's going to stand up and they're definitely going to uh, pay attention. Ice Cube thinks the first Friday movie is a powerful uh, is a powerful statement on gun violence. The question of which film in the Friday trilogy had the biggest impact on the issue of gun violence is it one that we thought needed answering, but then again, none of us are Ice Cube. The L.A. Born, rap, uh, Born Rapper, filmmaker, and entrepreneur joined LL Cool J on his podcast series, The Influence of Hip Hop, where Ice Cube explained that he considers the first Friday film to be the most impactful because it sent a powerful message about gun violence through the wise words of the late legend John Witherspoon. Um, and around the 47-minute mark, Ice Cube said one of the Witherspoon iconic, Witherspoon's iconic, you win some, you lose some speech. It was an important scene, and that's why the first Friday is so impactful uh, over the other ones. Apparently, for uh, beginning Friday after next, important message of how cops can be, <laughs> can be brought by a bag of weed. Uh, Ice Cube believes that the serious moment when his character Craig is convinced by his father, played by Witherspoon, not to use a gun to solve his problems, set apart from the film's sequels. Because, quote, if you look at the other ones, they don't have the moment that moment in the movie. Climactic ending in the first film features Craig knocks the neighborhood bully Debo uh, the F out with his bare hands instead of using a handgun he brandishes at the beginning of the movie. It took a, it took a quote, it took a comedy and it took the laughter and it was a teachable moment. As you explained, it was a dramatic. It, it was dramatic in a movie that was so funny. It was it was impactful because what he was saying was some real shit. Uh, most of the most of the Friday fans, Friday franchise, probably remember it for its comedic moments and for jumpstarting Chris Tucker's film career. Um, a poll was taken outside. Let me see. A poll was taken outside of the theaters in 1995 to gauge the audience reactions. But it's probably safe to assume that the majority of viewers, uh, oh, computer, majority of viewers walked away from Friday thinking, "Wow, that was a funny movie," rather than, "Wow, I'm going to punch punch my a hole neighbor in, instead of shooting him in the head." Uh, designating any Friday 
film as as the most political impactful uh is probably about as worthwhile as choosing the most romantic Friday the 13th movie. Still, there are plenty of poignant moments in Ice Cube filmography that made a made a more powerful statement than Friday, than Friday. Boys in the Hood, for instance, was significantly more compassionate and thoughtful film in, in relation to gun violence. <coughs> um, I remember that scene, and that scene always stood out to me because it, it kind of made sense. John with the spoon broken down in terms of like, you know, you can't sixty-five. You just sixty-five. Use your weapons. Use your fists. And it's true. Like by that time in the nineties, and even more, even more now, um, there's no no such thing as uh, fair fighting. It's is either I'm gonna get somebody to, to jump you, or I'm gonna get a weapon. I'm gonna shoot you down. I'm going to my car. I'm going. I'll be back and shoot up this whole place. Instead of taking a fair one and and, and taking your your ass whooping like a human. Um, you want to get a gun and shoot someone now, and the end game is what in that? All right, you did it. Now you go to jail, or you're on the run, or whatever the case may be. Um, and it, it was a very uh, deep part. And I remember that. I, I, was, I remember the first time I seen. It, I thought that was deep because he was John Wilson. He being John Wilson was telling the truth. It, it, it was one of those things where um, everyone wants to grab a gun. And he, he has a point. Like everyone wanted to grab a gun and fight and. That's what it was. It's just like we fight and, and you know, we shoot you and I use our bare hands. And that's how it was the old school way. But from that point on, because by that time I was old enough to realize that the violence was kicking off in 95 and, and everything. And even now, you just don't. No one no one does fist fight. I mean, you shouldn't fight in general. But I, I see it being poignant. And the last two, like Fridays after that, were not that good to begin with. It wasn't that had no point in moments. It just wasn't that good. It was okay. It was okay, but it's just, you know, and like I said, I'm kind of cynical on sequels to begin with. So, and the part of it, yeah, you were missing Chris Tucker on that one. That That is true. And Mike Epps hold, held his own, but it still wasn't the same. It still was missing certain elements. It's just, it just wasn't there. Um, but it was very poignant, and it, it did, and I just remember that stood out. I remember that, too. I, I personally did. I'm not just saying because I read it, but I always remember that part in that moment because he was telling the truth. Everyone just quit to grab their weapons. So um, some teachable moments in uh, Friday with all the laughter and the weed and all that stuff going on had uh, some uh, teachable moments in there. If you take the time out to look at it uh, again and hear what they're saying uh, overall, and it's true. He could have shot Debo, but he didn't. He had the gun to Debo, and could have shot him, and his whole life flashed before his eyes and popped to him. Like, yeah, your uncle used a gun, and he's still in prison. You know what I mean? So it's like, use your fish. You get your ass whooped, you get your ass whooped. Oh, at least you're alive. You're out of, you know, you're not in jail. You, you know, ego may be bruised, but you, you're still out there. You're still above ground. You're not, uh, you know, or you're not in a cage. So if I think, like, looking back now as adults, if for those who grew up around that time, we'll see it. We notice it, like, that's some poignant stuff, but back then I kind of seen it too, and it was it was true because a lot of that was going on, a whole lot of that was going on, and unfortunately, a lot of that is still going on now, which is crazy. Uh, Dr. Dre warned RBX against accepting accepting gifts from Suge Knight. Dr. Dre has been known to bestow a few gems in his time, one of which includes telling former Death Row artist RBX not to accept any gifts from Suge Knight. In a new interview with Art of Dialogue. 
uh, that came out last uh, two weeks ago. Uh, the OL, the AWOL rapper recounted a time he's been given a a brand. A, he was given a brand new 750 BMW by Death Row CEO in 1995. While the initial, while he initially accepted it, his lawyer echoed prior sentiments from Dre uh, about a Suge gift and he should return the new wheels. Quote, everybody thought I was weird. Everybody thought I was weird for a minute. And the reason they was thinking I was weird was because I've been turning down shit, RBX began. Somebody called me, boom. They said, come get this Beamer. Come get this Beamer X. I said, what? They said, Shook bought you a brand new 750. Mind you, I, I had just seen Snoop about a week prior. Snoop had a cold 850. I told Shook. I want it. I want me a black 750. Arbex proceeded to take proceeded to take the wheels out for a spin around Los Angeles, but his lawyer called mid ride to give him a reality check. Quote: My manager said, "Where you get where you get a Beamer from?" I said, "Shook." He said, "Mm hmm." Did they give you the bill of sale to the Beamer? I I, I say no. He said, "Do you have registration for the Beamer?" I say no. He he said. What do you have in that motherfucking BMW that says that you have permission to drive it? I said, nothing. I got the key. RBX lawyer instructed him to immediately return it, so he turned around and brought it back to the death row office for a conversation with the receptionist at the front desk. I said, hey, man, where's the paperwork to go go with this car, bruh? He said, what paperwork? Man, that's a death row car. You ain't got to worry about no paperwork. I said, huh, bro, I'm driving up and down Melrose. The police is not going to pull me over. The police is not going to pull me over, and I'm just going to be like, oh, the death row car. <laughs> That's not going to work. you got to give me some type of paperwork. When no when no such paperwork could be produced, he left the keys and walked out, despite Suge Knight calling and trying to convince him to take it. He later would go on to realize a lot of fellow death row signees had the same issue, including his cousin Snoop Dogg. Cool, a lot of cats at death row how uh had death row houses. My little cousin Snoop had had that issue, he explained. I think he had a bomb I think he had a bomb house, but it was in Suge's name. Snoop had to do some things and get that get that house back in his name. In the end, uh it was the wise words of Dr. J Dr. Dre that kept RBX from getting himself in a tough situation. Quote Jay was Dre was part of the label and every now and then he he'll give you a jewel. He said, You gotta listen to him. When he say some shit cause, let me start that over again. So you got to listen to him when when he say some shit cause, he's not going to keep saying it to you. He's going to say it once, and if you don't catch it, then you probably won't catch it. He was saying something like, if it ain't registered in your name, it's not yours. It belongs to somebody else. And that and that just stuck. So kudos to Dre. RBX did business, uh, did Business briefly uh, with Death Row Records as part of the Dog Pound Collective. Uh, however, he never officially signed the contract. He was able to part ways without legal battle. Upon his exit, he released his debut album, The RBX Files, in 1995, which included the smash AWOL. Uh, yeah. Well, just in general, you just don't accept no car without no type of paperwork. Like, you just, just don't fly. I don't care who gives it to you. You just don't. You know, that's that's you, you just don't do that. You just don't do that. Like, that doesn't make any sense to me. You just don't just, you know, like, uh, yeah, man, I take the keys and take off. Like, drive like, it's mine. I got the keys, it's mine. 
nah, reality got sinking. Like, homie, you sure you? That's not you. And you're right. You driving through Melrose or somewhere, and a cop see a black man with a nice car that goes to even today. They pull you over. You better have legit paperwork. You better have everything that matches that car, because if you don't, there's going to be trouble. And you know what I'm talking about. So at the end of the day, when it comes down to it, um, you made the right move. And doing it to shit neck, and shit not go hold that shit over your head. You know what I mean? Like a home or a car, like he holds that over your head. And not to say you don't trust somebody to give you nothing for, you know, something for free, but I mean, it's Shug Knight. I should have, you should have need no lawyer or Dr. Dre to tell you. It's Shug Knight. And it's just common sense. Like, nah, man, like, let's go. You just give it to me. Just give it to me. You know, no strings attached. It's always, there's a hidden thin, a very thin thread you might not see attached. Like, you like, still thin threads you just, you have. You got to get up close just to see it. Yeah, you might not see it there because it's really, really thin, but there's a thin thread attached to that, especially from the uh, Shug Knight. And it all, obviously, is the truth. Um, you you just kind of like, no, nah, I'm cool, man, I buy my own, or thanks for letting me do a little bit of joy riding and just keep it moving. Uh, that's just trouble you just don't want. So um, smart move on his part, and it's good to the fact that his lawyer got in his, he listened to his lawyer and uh, Dr. Dre because, um, yeah, I'm sure it would not it would not have ended well at the end of the day if he just kept the vehicle like it was his. Whether it be from the police or Suge Knight, it would not have ended well. But what will end well is this segment, because I'm about to go into some music. Uh, new month, new year, new music playlist. And uh, I'm having a hard time to pick whatever, because i got a lot of stuff on here. It's crazy. So I'm just like, it's just a spoil of riches of what I want to start with. But nevertheless, um, I found something. So sit back, relax, and I'll be back. NYPA Entertainment Radio.
tongues, breathing hard when I'm squeezing your lungs. Keep it strong, but I gotta hit the streets when I'm done. It's joy and pain. When you trying to get ahead of the game, it's fucked up, but you never complain. It's just pray I don't get killed when I hit the hood. It's another hundred mil and I'm equipped for good. No more drug wars, trips to jail and shootouts. Getting loot out for noise and bail to get you loot out. Just me and you, how all sex and twisted. You OG to you OD, addicted.
Welcome back to NYPA Entertainment Radio right here on Block Talk. Thank you for joining me today. Um, let me see. If I jump to my next thing, look here. Okay. Uh, number one, I want to stop it for a second. Like I said, I can't believe like it's 2023 already. Time is just flying by, and I'm looking forward to uh, the rest of the year. Uh, I, some things up my sleeves that I really – uh wanted to present to you guys, and hopefully it will come through. Um kind of excited about everything and uh, with the show and even outside of the show. Um, things lined up, and I don't want to jinx it as of yet, but a lot of stuff that was kind of put on hold last year is actually coming together now. So that's really cool. Just kind of just working out some things. But uh, being back on camera, that's still a go. I'm excited about that. Uh, just just a lot of just a moving parts dealing with that. So I'm excited. So just appreciate you guys appreciate you guys being patient about it and I look forward to presenting it to you. It should be a very fun year, uh, coming up, leading to the thirteenth season in September. So uh this uh yeah, I'm excited about it. Can't say too much because I don't want to get nothing away, but I'm just very excited about it. So yeah, that's all I can say. I can't say too much. I want to say something, but I can't. So we'll see. Joe Button on Megan Thee Stallion, quote, I don't like that girl. During a recent episode of the Joe Button's podcast um, last month, Joe Button's weighed in on Megan Thee Stallion and Tori Lanez's current uh, court case asserted that he didn't like the Forbes cover girl. After detailing the case with DJ Academics for the for, – for a lengthy duration of the episode, the act rapper began to unload on Megan's character first. The New Jersey uh, native expressed his confusion with the trial, explaining that Meg's story isn't making sense in light of a lot of circumstantial evidence. The court wants to be taken as it wants to be taken as facts. He then doubled down on his disdain for the quote uh, for the body entertainer in her in her testimony quote. I've seen this woman do horrible things to some really great people that I have long-standing relationships with here in this in this industry. He said, so I'm biased. You can't just treat my friends and people uh, I, I, I fuck with and people I've seen in this game for 15 years a certain way. Uh, the 14-year-old pundit later later vaguely detailed his disgust for the Houston hottie claiming to quote have some theories regarding her and her case. Quote, I got some theories. But what can I say? Uh, but what I can say is I'm I'm finished with these n words, and I don't like and I don't like that I don't like that girl. I, I can't. Button's current comments arrive on the heels of Kelsey Harris taking a stand um, on a day three of Lanez's criminal court case, which is again last month. During the testimony. On the witness stand, the Stallion former friend insisted exercise her Fifth Amendment right, avoiding uh, answering questions. According to Rolling Stone, Harris' statements in the court in court failed to match the previous account given to law enforcement in September 2022. The former assistant asserted that the night was hazy and cited a liberation and grief as contributing factors to her inconsistent story. Um, quote, the night was a blur. We were under the influence, Harris said in front of the judge and jury. She probably uh, attributed her memory loss to anxiety, postpartum issues, and grief. In the previous statement, Harris claimed that she witnessed uh, Lainez aiming the gun straight but away in a downward direction towards Megan. 
Um, since then, he got Linares got convicted and booked. I don't know how many years he's going to do. I think I think we probably find that out this month. Um, well, listen, Joe Buns was being honest uh, about how he feels. He's being biased, and he might know more than we do. He might, you know, mess with in terms of Linares like that. And sometimes, you know, um, at the end of the day, excuse me. <coughs> At the end of the day, we weren't there. None of us was there. Um, and according to the eyewitness, she wasn't there either because how she was talking. But anyway, um, we weren't there. And the people who do know the situation, they know. It's her side, his side, and somewhere in the middle is the truth. And ain't the eyewitness. The eyewitness, is she, oh, I, I was blurred. I, I was liberated and all that stuff. Move her out the way. She don't count. Uh, but, you, you know, you can feel what you feel at the end of the day, um, but those who are involved know the truth. And whether it's a lie or not or somebody exaggerated, that's not for us to say. We we weren't there. It's hard to, uh, to pinpoint who said what, when, where, and how because neither one of us or not who's listening or either me uh, was there. It's a deep, it's a deep situation, and it, it was wrong. And something like, dude, you could have handled that better. You're putting a gun at somebody, whether it's for for play for or for whatever. You, you know, normally they say if you pull the gun, you better use it. And I guess he did, and and he did it the wrong way. Whether he's pointing down his feet for, for to get make himself laugh or not, he's paying for it now. When it comes down to it, um, so like I said, Joe has his right to to say what he wants to say. At the end of the day. You know, he has a personal opinion, but none of us was there but them two, and they know it. And, you know, if, if it, is it the truth? I don't know. Is it, is, is it a lie? I don't know either. But what I do know uh, when it comes down to it is just, hey, um, what's done is done, and he got to serve whatever time that they have that they, uh, have given him. And that's, that's what it comes down to. Uh, moving on. Let's Tracy Morgan talks about being an alcoholic. SNL alumnus speaks with fellow Brooklyn native Mayno. Comedian Tracy Morgan experienced a life-changing accident in June 2014. In addition to recovering from the physical pain caused by the wreck, Morgan also has to fight decades of internal demons. The former SNL cast member sat down with Mayno for the rapper turn host Kitchen Talk show during the Fox Soul program, Tracy Morgan discussed his longtime battle with substance abuse. Quote, when you're when you're famous and funny every time you go into the club, there's always somebody going, can, can I get you a drink? Can I get you a drink? Because they think when you're drunk, you're going to make them laugh. But being drunk has nothing to do with just sense of humor, explained Morgan. The, the star for the rock addict, you're not even focused when you're liberated. Uh, so, so I'm alcoholic. I started drinking. And I got two DUIs in one year. I thank the Lord I didn't lose my legs. I didn't kill nobody. I I didn't go to jail. Morgan went on to say that he has been clean for 25 years. Wow. The 54-year-old stand-up also described himself as an advocate against alcoholism. He said, you know what I do? I say I am alcoholic, and the minute I can't say that, I'm doomed. Um. That's deep. That that's that that is deep. Again, you never know. You know, 
you never know what's going on in people's lives, what they deal with, what type of demons and so forth and so on. And you would think, you know, Tracy Morgan being as funny as he is, um, like, oh, man, he's living it out outside the wreck with Walmart. Um, you got everything going for him. And, you know, it, it's one of those things you can't shake. Once you, when you are alcoholic, you're alcoholic. So sobriety is a serious thing. And you take anything can cause you to quote unquote fall off the wagon or drop you back there. So I commend him for 25 years of being clean. It's not hard. It's difficult. You know, I, I know people who are or who's on a sobriety journey, and uh, it's not an easy thing, especially what's going on in the world today. Sometimes you want to grab a drink. You know what I mean? Um, be honest with you. You know what I'm saying? So I commend him, and it's true. When entertainers, like when comedians go out, and that's not the first time I heard that, when they go somewhere, any celebrity, everyone was to buy you a drink or try this or try that. And, yeah, being, you know, being drunk doesn't always make you funny. You got to sense the humor, and he's just flat out funny. Because um, sometimes, you know, you don't know what alcohol is due to a, due to a person. You know, they, they funny. They might be funnier. He might be total opposite. He might be a, a raging drunk. For all you know, you never know that. You know what I mean? Or it might be just like an emotional mess crying all the time. You, you don't know. You just assume that, hey, life of the party when you drink. That's not that's not always true at all. That's far, far, far from it. Um, but uh, I commend him for 25 years of um, sobriety, and that's really cool. And uh, yeah, especially everything he went through with the Walmart truck and, and getting hit by that and, and things of that nature. Uh, I commend him, and, 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 that's, and that's just real cool. And it, has, and it can't be easy for anyone, uh, let alone a celebrity, you know, wherever you go, at, you know, you do a stand-up or you go somewhere, uh, someone wants to, you know, buy you a drink. You got to be careful. And no one's going to slip anything in your, you know, in your soda, your juice, your water, or anything like that um, because you don't want to start over again. It's a tough journey, and um, he acknowledges it, and he's he, he's working through it, and, he, and it's, it's a day-to-day task. You know what I mean? So kudos to him. All right, so this one's going to be interesting. So Bill Cosby plans 2023 comedy tour after overturned sexual assault conviction. Bill Cosby plans to start touring again next uh, well, this, well, this year following the release from his prison in 2021. Representative Andrew Wyatt confirmed to Fox News. The comedian told uh, host Scott Spears in a surprise appearance uh, last month on WGH Talk that he wants to get back on stage over the next year. Um, when asked if he felt, when asked if he felt the time, uh, Cosby was convicted of sexual assault and served nearly three years in prison before it was overturned by the prison Supreme Court in 2021. He previously canceled a tour in 2021 over legal concerns. Cosby last performed in 2018 before his conviction. Um, earlier this year, five Cosby accusers sued him under a New York law that puts a temporary halt to the statute of limitations on abuse allegations. Um, Lily Bernard, Eden. Terrell and Joel Giddens and Jennifer Thompson and Sandra Ladd allege in the suit that Cosby abused or assaulted them between the late 1960s through the 1990s at the height of his fame. Earlier this year, a Los Angeles jury uh, awarded 500000 to a woman who said Cosby sexually abused her at the Playboy Mansion when she was a teenager in 1995. The reality of my, quote, my situation gets clearer and clearer, Cosby told Spears. Last month, the reality that my wife and family and friends respect me and respect what I have tried to do and will continue to do when 
when we quote unquote get our get out of this mess, I know who my enemies happen to be, and I know why they are my enemies i think I think all told all told up as you would say, we are where we are where we're going, I respect people like Spears and others to, uh, who have had a clear viewpoint of what has happened to me. Um, he had he had it. When I come out of this, I feel that I will be able to perform and be the Bill Cosby that my audience in person knows me to be. After Spears asked him if 2023 would be the right time to start performing, he answered yes, yes, because there's so much there's so much fun to be had in the storytelling that I do. Uh lot to unpack there, as I would like to say, and someone else I know would say. Um, it's interesting. So this a lot of this kind of you know interesting, and I say that listen at the end of the day, I believe you know what he has the right to he has the right to pursue uh his stand up career he does he has the right to you know, make income and and live or what have you uh he did his time and and he got out and let him work. You work, that's it. You don't want to go, don't go. You want to go, go. You want to boom, boom. You want to cheer them, cheer them. Uh, too many times that when people do things in general, we don't like to give them second chances. However, it depends. Some people that don't deserve second chances, and when I'm, getting, I'm not going to get too far out, we give them, and those who deserve, we don't. We constantly shit on them and so forth and so on. Um, he know, you know, allegedly, he know what he allegedly did. And he has to live with that. And everyone around him, family, friends alike, will do. Uh, I'm not here to say whether he did it or not. I am to say, look, let that man do what he do. Let him do the stand-up or whatever. If you want to boo him, boo him. If you want to protest him, protest him. I don't think we should tell no one how to make a living. If this is his way of making a living, let him make a, let him make a living. That's that. No one says you have to go to the show. No one says you have to cheer or whatever the case may be. Let him be, you know, let him, let him do it, let him do whatever. But you don't have to. I, I can't tell someone how to make a living or not. If they want to or not, go right ahead, man. Go ahead and make that living, and, and that's it. It's up to the individual whether or not they want to uh, purchase a ticket to sit down and watch them do comedy. You don't have to go. You just don't have to. But to stop anyone, I don't care what race, color, or creed, anyone who wants to continue to make a, a living, a legal living. I ain't talking about, you know, I'm talking about legally want to go out there and work and, and, and do what they love or what they, what they have to do, let them do it, you know. Um, you ain't got to support them. You ain't got to be there. And he messed up, he messed up. Then he, he'll go right back. Um, but I don't see, like, this, whatever. I don't see what the big thing is. There's a lot of people who have been a whole lot worse that have been given second, third, or fourth chances and are running corporations. Some have ran companies. Some have ran the country. Uh, so I say let them, let them do it. I don't care. It doesn't phase me at all uh, go out there at all uh, to earn a living. I think he has that right to give him a chance and, and do it. Uh, and, again, you don't want to support him, don't have to. You don't want to go, you don't have to. It's just ignore him. Turn the channel. Don't go to the venue. Act, act as if he don't go, act, act as if he doesn't exist and, and go the opposite way. And, you know, it's, that's it. That's how I leave it at, period. Uh, anyone wants to chime in on anything I said today, including that, call in. The, the microphone is open. I mean, the lines are open. Uh, so it's up. 
516-387-1961, We're live here at NYP Entertainment Radio. You got the right order to live in. That's my opinion. Boom. Leave it at that. Uh, so I'm going to step away right now, play some more music. When we come back, uh, i got a few more things to get into before I wrap things up here on the 2023 version of NYPA Entertainment Radio. I'll be right back.
one else can say it of me Always seems to know the way Then I look at you And the world's alright with me Just one look at you And I know it's gonna be Entertainment Radio. Let's keep this moving. Black Sheep filed $750 million lawsuit against Universal Music for unpaid royalties. 90s hip-hop duo Black Sheep has filed a class action lawsuit against Universal Music Group over over unpaid royalties and a Spotify deal. 90s hip-hop group Black Sheep are going after Universal Music Group to the tune of $750 million, according to Rolling Stone's report published this past Wednesday. The rap duo filed a hefty class action lawsuit against Universal over unpaid royalties due to an alleged side deal with Spotify. Black Sheep comprised uh, of members Andres Dres Vargas uh, Titus, that's a long name, Andres Dres Vargas Titus, and William Mr. Long McLean claimed that UMG 
owes over $750 million to themselves and their entire artist roster for breaching contracts with a, quote, sweetheart deal with the music streaming platform. Patterson McLean also claimed that UMG accepted cash and company stock from Spotify in exchange for music for their artists only to, quote, shortchange artists when, distri- with, when distributing royalty payments. Uh, um, let me do that again. Uh, Read that line again. I don't know how to sound. Titus and McLean will also claim that UMG accepted cash and company stock from Spotify exchange for music from the artists only to shortchange artists with distributing royalty payments. In the lawsuit, Titus and McLean said that the previously undisclosed deal violates the contract they have with former Universal subsidiary Polygram through Polygram UMG is required to pay 50% of all net receipts connected to exploitation of the duo's music. In the mid-2000s, Universal struck an undisclosed sweetheart deal with Spotify where, whereby Universal agreed to accept substantially lower royal royalty payments on artists' behalf in exchange for equity, stake in Spotify, then, then a fledgling streaming service documentary, yet rather than distribute to artists their 50% of Spotify stock, their true and accurate royalty payments for years, universal shortchange artists and deprived plaintiffs and class members of the all of all, of the full royalty payments they were owed under Universal's contract. Uh, universal Music Group uh, leadership has led the renewed growth excuse me, renewed growth of the music ecosystem to the benefit of recording artists, songwriters, and creators around the world. They stated uh, UMG has a well-established track record of fighting for artist compensation and the claim that it would, and the claim that it would take equity at the expense of artist compensation is uh, blatantly false and absurd. Uh, Given this is a, but given this is pending litigation, we cannot comment on all aspects of the complaint. That wow, that is a lot right there. The whole lot of shit going on. Seven hundred fifty million dollars is nothing to sneeze at. And um, you know, at the end of the day, you know, these artists, a lot of artists are being swindled and are and, um, not getting paid the royalties. Because uh, a lot of times, and this goes to why I always wonder why a lot of artists recently are um, giving up their masters. You, you know what I mean? Just giving away the masters because of people who they sell the masters to going to make ten to three times more um, than what they're paying the artists for. Uh, royalties, royalties here is, a, in my opinion, is a prime example. And I don't think, obviously, that uh, Black Sheep or any other artist on that uh, label. Or the label made to whatever that black sheep is um helping get the royalties back uh then on their then on their uh then on their tracks and on their masters so to speak so um in this industry, you gotta do your best to own your stuff you have to do that uh, because they might sign it off and give you a nice hefty check, but like I said, they could double it triple it, and sell it to streaming services and so forth and so on and or whatever the case may be. I said, get that money, man. Seven fifty million is nothing to sneeze at. Uh, they might not get the full seven fifty, but they are gonna get something higher. I guarantee that. I'm sure that you know, cause you just don't let that just slide. You are gonna fight and fight and fight and fight until you get uh, at least a piece of that pie at the end of the day, and that's a hefty, hefty piece right there. Uh, a lot of artists 
you know, got to pay attention to stories like this because you got to make sure record labels and whatever has your best interest um, and, and, and make sure that at the end of the day, you just own your stuff the best way possible. I, I, I would say I'd rather take less and own mine than take a lot and sell it or have them own it. Um, because like I said, it's just to own your own art, to own your own property is is just a great feeling to have that because you can control it and that can give you a lot of revenue. Um, a flat rate of a check like, oh, we'll just give you $200 million. That's fine. That's awesome. But they're going to double and quadruple that. I can't stress that enough. Own your own shit. Keep your eye on it. Um, don't just go for the dollar sign. In my opinion, I would take a little less and like I want to own it also because it'll benefit you in the long run at the end of the day. That, I mean, that's just my opinion about it. Um, 21 Savage says, <laughs> 21 Savage says he wants to be frozen so he can be alive in 2121. I'm going to say that to those in the back who didn't hear me. Uh, 21 Savage says he wants to be frozen so he can be alive in 2121. Yeah. Uh, 2023 officially here. Millions of people are making resolutions for the new year, but 21 Savage is wishing for something more grandiose than a New Year's resolution. He's wishing for the gift of eternity. All right. On Saturday, December 30th, hours before ringing in the New Year, 21 Savage jumped on his Twitter page and made a bold wish. The Herloff's creator wished to be frozen for 98 years so he could see the year 2121, which will be obviously coincided with the rap name of 21 Savage. Lord, help me with this as I read this. Uh, I just quote, I just want to be alive for 2121. Somebody freeze me real quick, he tweeted. Although Tony Savage may be joking, scientists are currently experimenting with ways to cryopreserve human bodies, particularly freezing human bodies and preserving their organs for future research. Nevertheless, if 21 Savage, who is currently 30 years old, live until the year 2021, he would be 129 years old, which would be impossible to achieve in his lifespan. After reading 21 uh, 21 tweet fans on Twitter offer the Atlanta Beach rapper some words of encouragement. Quote, only 72 years, bro, and you got this pair of hands emoji tweet to one person. Uh, one fan suggested 21 Savage invest the future of young people so they could be able to see the year 2121. Uh, bro, just stop being a moron, invest in a legal business venture, create a financial uh, account and, and system that provides support for the years of young lives who will surely see the future longer than any of us support the music musicians, musicians, artists, creatives who are around. He typed, you know, that's probably the smartest tweet I've probably ever heard, period. I kind of dig that shit. You know what I mean? I like that. That's actually a smart thing to say. I mean, I'm not a big Twitter person on my Twitter machine making tweets, but that's kind of cool. You know, they kind of let this moron know. Like, Look here, man. You want to do something for the future? Cause we all know it ain't going to happen. Do something for the future, for the young people that's going to come up behind us, leave a legacy behind. I think that's, that's admirable and that's smart. So that's that's what's up. That's kind of cool. Um, I'm not – listen, and I didn't forget, y'all, because I got to hear it. I'm going to play it next. Um, uh, as much as a, a moron thing to say, whether it was 
joking or serious or not, whatever, eye rolls. Uh, I'm going to circle back to last month, and I do have the Nas and 21 Savage track. Before I make a comment, we'll play it first. I'll let you guys hear it, and then I'll let you know what I feel about it. And I'm going to be honest, if it's trash, I'll let you know it's trash. If it's good and he held his own, I'll give him props. Same thing with Nas. Nas held his own, I'll give him props. If it's trash, I'm with you, Nas. I'm going to have to give you the business. Uh, So here we go. Play one gun, one mic, one gun, Nas, and 21 Savage. And I'll give you my opinion. We'll come right back here on NYPA. Well, I'll play that, some other music, and then we come back, I'll, you know, blah, 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 go through all that. All right, so uh, wait to hear my opinion, hear this track and others, and we'll circle back, and I'll tell you how I feel about it. And uh, NYP Tim Reed, don't forget. Ain't no back and forth, ain't no left or right. I got King's disease, but I move like a knight. Rappers bandwagon trying to get some light. I do it for the fam, never for the hype. When you turn a legend, no such thing is relevant. They must have forgot that I'm a new rapper that got integrity. All in the media and blogs, that's just a place I don't care to be. Most of these niggas wouldn't say shit if they was ahead of me. No back and forth, I did it back then, I do it right now. I open a lane for my era, I'm cool that they gave me the crown. Go with all the success, I'm negative press, I'm watching the path. They saying that black people dying, I'm saying they right by the south. But look at me now, damn, y'all, look at me now. Whatever I do with it, why? I'm keeping it queens, cause that's my side. I shook up the town, I shook up the city, I shook up the state. I went 21 on my second run, they shook up with age. It's a conversation, it's determination, your interpretation. I just shot the nation. Did my crow with the wool, I came back and I set the pace. Faith is granted, what am I creeping to? What I replaced? Huh? Two Caucasians, don't part of their faces. Most of y'all assume that they were black as exploitation. They know that I see everything invested in ring. It's cool to be mainstream. I'd rather be timeless. That's if we keep it in peace. 21. 21, 21. I'm on that same trajectory. Bullet wounds in jail cells can't stop me. This my destiny. Never controversial. I'm mad the fans expect the less from me. Nigga sneeze around me, wipe his nose, don't get no flesh from me. Fuck the jury, I'd rather buy land and invest successfully. I got all type of stocks and funds, and they wildly on my wall, and I'ma pass it to my son. It's savage like the copo that me Escobar the done. One mic, one gun. My net worth like eight figures. I'm working on getting me nine. You know that I'm one of them niggas. I ain't doing no cap in the line. You rappers be chasing the hype. I do it and I don't be trying. I ain't going against no legend, nigga. I'm trying to be next in line. They acting like I just pop. I was platinum with five signs. I was platinum without no features. I put platinum on your mind. This block I got too tall. And this bitch don't bust no rhyme. They wanna see me flip so they could deport me like I'm shine. No back and forth. I did it back then. I do it right now. They telling me that I'm the GOAT. I've been here for a while. Go, love me today. Hate me tomorrow. No switching my style. 21 yet. Y'all get together. Be big for the South. But look at me now. Damn, y'all. Look at me now. Whatever I do is New York, you hear that shit all in my vows I shook up the town, I shook up the city, I shook up the state I'm one of the ones, on my second run, I'm on in the wave Two kings, we sending love to the whole culture 21 Esco, Master Tales, Florida game This shit too easy Brave hearts let me know. 
Forget the roaches and mice. I ain't forget all that. And niggas come shop, I'm digging 
mercenary But telling I bad yet Because they worse the very I heard you make it for That's just what it loose They intimidated by the rounds That I tank shoot Tank dogs loose Every robber in store Cause they know Everything they know Me more money more Still fiends Still want the dreams The comrade in the cabin In your hood Reminding you bitches Of who the baddest Death is the maddest So the crime don't stick In my Nice. Nas was nice. 21 Savage held his own. It's pretty good. 
I liked it. He did. He he did his thing. Now I ain't gonna buy his whole album and listen to a track by himself. That's not that's, that's not celebrate. It's not throw glitter in the air and have a parade down on Broad Street. That's not happening. No 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 nay nay. That one little snippet of a verse he had, it was all right. He held his own. I ain't on Tony tab. That's, that's not nay nay. Um, held his own. Pretty good. Pretty good. Good track. Nah, it's a nice little float between the two. It's not bad. It's not bad. Nah, it sounds pretty relevant to me. When he was rapping, I, I, I'm just saying, you know, I had to throw that in there because it's true. All right. Um, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, all dogs that should be on leashes. Kids who should not be listening to this profane show. Uh, it's time for me to wrap things up and let you go on your way. Um, shout out to everyone near and far. Again, Happy New Year's, everyone. I usually don't say it, but I know seriously, Happy New Year. Everyone have a healthy, safe, successful New Year. Um, appreciate one another because what's been happening lately, a lot of our, a lot of people, loved ones, are just going. Um, just try to be nice. I know it sounds cheesy. But it's true. I, I keep I'm just keep saying that. Uh, thank you for listening. I, last year in particular, I've seen the downloads, and I missed you guys, and I hope you missed the show. And uh, back up and running. And uh, and Lord willing, there's a lot of great things coming your way that I have, uh, you know, up my sleeve, so to speak. And I can't wait to reveal that and, and to you guys. I think you, you will definitely like it. And um, that's it, man. Uh, be safe, like I said. And uh, you focus in the whole nine, and I will see you here, Lord willing, next Sunday live here on NYPT Radio from 5 p.m. to 7 p.m. That's it, everyone. Unfortunately, oh, let me stop right there. Listen, like I always say, if you want more NYPT Radio, NYPT Radio content, go into the archives. This will repeat this episode and others in the archives and any other platforms of Spotify. Out to Spotify, I got no beef with them. Spotify, Anchor, Apple, uh, I, iHeart, Amazon, Google Podcasts, and so on and so on and so forth. And uh, help you connect from tonight to the next night or next Sunday. No, because evening is dark, as well. I said tonight. Uh, so that's it, everyone. Show's over. NYP Entertainment Radio. I'll see you next week. TV. Yo. I'm not a preacher, I just like making good music. Paranoid from the weed, Lord, can you help me please? Once more I drop to my knees, tell me, Lord, how could it be? Blind to the rain I've never seen, tell me, Lord, why is it me? Is it cause I'm chasing dreams? Is it cause I'm chasing cream? Is it cause I'm close to each and every one of my enemies? Danger is my company, I swear I hate this industry. All women love the way I'm living, they know I'm unforgiving, heartless and deceiving. How am I still breathing? Scared of what I've seen, still scared of what I'm seeing. Uh. Making me pick and choose, with win or lose Even when I won, my mind is left battered and bruised Choose, these niggas fruity like a pebble I fly straight, I'm on my level Sell your soul, deal with the devil <laughs> I'ma stay smoking this weed, man
over, show is over. Having trouble finding the absolute meaning of life Will I become a success? Can I find me a wife? These questions seem to get harder as they passing me by But I won't give in to the pressure floating on cloud number nine I'm just drifting away, these dreams keep me fueled to progress This weight that I hold on my chest from packing on all of the stress Throughout the daily grind, I seem to find a peace of mind No wasting time, I need to climb up to the top to make this mine Cause I control my destiny as I'm destined to be Much more than the stars can align, the journey is dark But I'll find a source of light to help distinguish the goods and the evil the benign and the lethal, the opaque and the see-through Won't let my demons conquer all that I built from within Present my past with my future ambitions through paper and pen It's more than words in the story that I relay to you My heart is stuck in a bond while searching for proof of certain truth As if a beast while the wind is blowing and grass is growing Ocean waters are flowing with these cups of liquor we pouring As the summers get hotter, winters get colder I say a soldier, my mindset for the future's never been bolder You need a shoulder to cry and then you can lean on me We all go through trials and tribulations throughout the lives we lead The scars are they are reminders of battles that I've won Lessons I've learned and rules that I broke to teach to my future son Cause I'll be damned if he grows to be an illiterate, ignorant and belligerent person who doesn't give a shit That's all the question for me as long as I'm still breathing Culture, my morals, of society as he begins teething But if I have a girl, she'll be my diamond and my pearl Regardless of the cold-hearted nature amongst this cruel world I'm just looking to be enlightened in this day and age With knowledge and wisdom to help me through all the pleasure and pain The show is over. The show is over. The show is over.